let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Outpost of Heaven. This is Emily, and I'm here as always with Andrew, my husband. Yep, the magician. The magician. The wizard. The kaldun. The... Why are you a magician? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it just kind of came out, and I was like, I'm just going to go with it. I am not a magician. My name, no. like Emily said, is Andrew. Uh, super grateful that you guys have decided to join us and spend the next few minutes. Um, Probably of, more than a few. Let's be real. The next several, several's of minutes, uh, kind of exploring some fun ideas. Yeah. About well, Jesus. Yes. And the gospel. Yes. <laughs> so we're a little tired, but that's okay. We're here. Um, we are just a little bit blown away that it has been a year now since the lockdowns and quarantines have started in the United States. Yeah. Yep. It was crazy. I can't believe that went by that fast. Like it almost feels like, um, like just poof. It was just gone. Like the, the, the past year just like poof. What away? Yeah. And I I remember thinking as it started, like, oh, okay, well, this will be like quarantine two weeks, quick, quick, chop, chop, and we're done. Yeah. Well, that's and what then, they said, right? Yeah. 14 days to slow the spread. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know. There's like, a, you, you guys ever watched SpongeBob growing up, right? No, no. So like there's this like really like stereotypical part of SpongeBob where they, um, they're like, have this slide that pops up and it has like the amount of time that's passed. Okay. And it'll be like, it'll say like one hour later. And then there's this voice that always comes up and says one hour later. Okay. And, and then like, it'll be like, one year later. And then that's a terrible impression of the voice, but it's okay. something like that. And so when I was thinking about it just now, that's why I thought of like this little like bikini bottom, uh, pineapple backdrop pops down with, that says like one year later because it just went away like it just went it just just happened poof yeah um no but yeah so i remember like the two weeks and then and then it was like okay this might be till like may or june and i was like no like no way yeah and then it was okay so maybe like by school time like the fall and then it was, okay, well, it's going to be here till Christmas. Like, we're looking at Christmas time. Yeah. And now it's, like, a full year in March, and it's... Yeah. This is still a thing, and I think... I don't think it's ever going to be gone. Like, I know that we have a vaccine, but I feel like the world has changed so much because of this that we aren't going to have what we had again. Right. And it's not even just, like, the government or businesses, like personally i've changed and it might it might disappear in a few years but even now when i'm watching tv and i see groups of people without masks like in close <laughs> close quarters like how are they doing that like that looks yeah. so and then i remember oh, oh this is a tv show it's like coronavirus does not exist in star wars okay gotta remember that <laughs> like does not exist on naboo they can be close to each other in naboo. you know what's cool though is last man standing if you watch that show even if you don't watch that show, you should because it's great. Um, but they, their last season, they like address 
coronavirus and that it's like it's in the future it's in the future yeah the the season is set in the future like three years later it's like 2023 or something and so they talk about coronavirus like it's the past and it's just like really cool yeah (laughs) yeah it's kind of interesting but yeah it went by so fast And, and you think about it um especially if you've gone through a phase or still are in that phase of working from home i feel like the days kind of just blend in together so much and i have a really hard time like remembering what day it is but this podcast is not about the coronavirus. No. We, we want to talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And how it applies to real world, the real world life. The real world life. <laughs> um, and so, hun, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about our family's kind of experience, our own personal experience in this past year, our spiritual growth? What are you thinking? Um, let's start with family and then move to spiritual. Cool. So what kind of family challenges did we experience that a lot of our listeners probably also experienced in this past Mm -hmm. year? So something that we experienced that was a little bit unique um, was that Andrew worked from home, which honestly wasn't that different because we had just gotten out of school. So like he was at home before as a student. Right. Um, And then we moved here and then... He was working for a couple months, but then started working from home. Um, So that honestly, like, wasn't that big of a change. But the change was that he was at home working. And so, like, we had to navigate, like, the fact that he was maybe shut up in the office for a while and, like, couldn't help, like, was there, but, like, couldn't help with, like, the parenting things or, like having kids walk in on Zoom meetings and having, like, probably lots of noise in the background Mm -hmm. or even just, like, trying to explain to the kids that, like, yes, Papa's here, but he can't help you with this right now. Like, I'm the one that's running the show right now. And I think two really difficult parts of this for for me, from, like, a spiritual parenting perspective, was frequently I'd be, like, waiting for an email or I would take a break um, and I'd be with the kids and I would go play with the kids or we'd go step outside for a minute and I would just be with them. And I, but I still had to be checking my email. And so every time I get an email, I have to open up my phone and read through it. Uh, and sometimes I had to answer them right away. And so I just felt awful because I was on my phone and not paying as much attention to them as I, as I usually do. Um, like I don't let myself be on my phone, um, checking things like that with them, mm-hmm. um, on a regular basis. But during the work day I had to be, mm-hmm. and even like, even now I have to be checking my work emails because of the nature of my job, um, like outside of work hours. And it's really difficult for me because I feel like I, I really don't want them to feel like I'm not paying attention to them. Right. And they don't understand that you on your phone you're not just like goofing around or like I don't know scrolling through things. You're not like being on your phone to get away from the kids. Like you're actually working, and so right. it's they. It's I mean, a four year old and a two year old don't really get that. Right. They don't see the difference. They don't see what you're looking at on your screen. Right. Especially when I was working when I, yeah when I was working from home because it'd be I was thinking oh I'm gonna go spend 15 minutes with them that I wouldn't have been able to spend with them otherwise because if like if I was at work I wouldn't be able to take my break and go play with the kids 
Uh, and so I'm giving them 15 minutes that they wouldn't have otherwise, but it was like 15 minutes where I was maybe on my phone, uh, where I was like checking my phone every couple minutes. Uh, and in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this is my time they wouldn't have with me otherwise, but I could see it sometimes that they didn't think about it that way. They just saw dad's with me and he's like getting on his, yeah, he's like on his phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was really like emotionally difficult for me. I hated like that, like seeing that in them mm-hmm. in their eyes. Um, and so I would just try and delineate like a little bit harder and I would, if I needed to check something, I would go like into the office or I'd step into the other room or, and I don't, I didn't do that super well, but I started to try and do that. Um, just to kind of delineate things a little bit better for them. So when I was with them, I was completely with them. Mm-hmm. But it's, with my job, it's kind of hard because I have to be like responding to things on an ongoing basis. And the other thing was uh, an, another aspect of my job is I have some things that kind of have to be taken care of immediately. And it's usually like emails and that kind of stuff, um, like re- requests for information or action on certain items, that kind of stuff. But then most of my job is actually kind of self-driven projects. Uh, and so it was really difficult for me at times to say, hey, I'm, I finished all of my urgent things and I have these other important things that aren't urgent that I have to drive. Um, so I need, to st- I need to take this time and lock myself up in the office for three hours, which I would do if I was at work. Uh, but I could always I would it would be really easy for me to tell myself I could do that or I could go spend a few hours with my kids because I don't know how long this period's going to last and sometimes I made the choice to like lock myself up and work and sometimes I made the choice to um not spend hours and hours but sp- spend more time with the kids than I would if I you know I took time away from work that I am I saying this right I, I mean, know. I understand you. I just don't want to, I, don't, I wasn't like slacking off all day, right? But I was right. You're not taking days off. You're right. like, I was always working, yeah. but I, I, it was hard for me sometimes emotionally to say, oh, I'm not going to, or I'm going to not be with my kids and go work on this stuff that doesn't need to get done right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And so that that was difficult emotionally, and so that's I, that's one reason I'm actually glad to be back at work. Because those things had to get done, and I don't feel guilty about doing them. Mm-hmm. Work. And he returned back to work like two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we know that a lot of our listeners are actually still working from home, um, and some are probably forever going to be working from home. Yeah. Like one of our neighbors, their their department decided, oh, this is definitely doable from home, so let's just stay like this. Yeah. Um, and my ideal would be kind of like a hybrid where I do like two days in the office, three mm-hmm. days at home. That would be That'd perfect be nice. for me. That's what I would love. Yeah. I think that would be enough. I mean, we can talk, that's not really in the scope of this episode, but yeah, but I, I really loved having you home. Um, what else surrounding the family dynamic? Um, well, how was... do you think we had a lot of, uh, expectation adjustments we had to make. The, a lot of people had this, right? We I mean, we all had something that drastically changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for us, we were uh, super excited to move here to Louisiana and just become engaged in the community and <laughs> make friends and get to know yeah. our neighbors. And 
really and get to know deep, people at church. Yeah, make deep connections with people at church. And then we get here and I'm like lockdown, yeah. no church. I'm like, oh, so <laughs> that sucks. That was really hard. Yeah, but I feel like despite that, like Heavenly Father opened up different doors. He totally did. And we were able to. We've gotten really close with some neighbors. Yeah. And, um, and for better or for worse, I think sometimes, uh, we get so invested in our church community mm-hmm. and with me, with our work, um, that we negate other potential relationships like, like neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of just remain acquaintances or, you know, just neighbors. Mm-hmm. But because we were limited in how much we were interacting with members of our church, we were able to develop deeper relationships with um, with our neighbors. And so now we have our, a lot of our neighbors around us are our friends now, not just acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. And our I feel like our congregation was able to not be on such a strict lockdown for so long. Like I know a lot of other congregations are right now still. Um, we've been able to still get together and have some activities and stuff yeah i mean we started so, that's meet, been really nice we started having sacrament meeting like in september or august I can't, mm, it was yeah. early it was it was before ammon was born just a couple weeks before ammon was born yeah you're right so i think yeah yeah, yeah. because no it was be- long before ammon was born because we just weren't going because i didn't want to get it and you're right be in the hospital so it was it. like july yeah something like that yeah so we started going we started having sacrament, which is like our, our main service where we partake of the, of the sacrament or the Lord's Supper or however you want to call it or however you call it in your church. In our church, we call it the sacrament. Yeah, so that was summertime. But Yeah, so you want to talk about maybe like re- like adjusting to our new expectations, kind of being rooted in the situation? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the whole year was a definite like reapplication of our motto of being rooted because we had that motto for a while and then and then we it really had to take effect this year i feel like do you agree yeah because we we were not not just being rooted in like where we were but uh we had to, but the phase that we were in right and we had to and, change where our roots were are going to we're going to go because we thought they were mm-hmm. going to go in a different direction than they yeah. ended up going uh because we like i said we were really excited to be totally immersed in our community community and that changed like what that looked like really drastically mm-hmm. changed um and one thing that's really hard for us is being okay with not being busy oh yeah we both like we absolutely love productivity mm-hmm. um and so it's yeah it's been really difficult for me to adjust to just relaxing or just being with the kids like before all of this I would have probably like put them up with a movie and then I would tackle my list of tax tax <laughs> tasks <laughs> tacking, tackling <laughs> tackling my list of tasks mm-hmm. um but now like occasionally I'll do that but I just watch the movie with them and it's made a huge difference in like our relationship we i don't know it's just been nice to relax and settle down and spend quality time together mm-hmm. um, as a family and just with the kids um 
it's been a, a hard adjustment because I feel like my success a lot of the times, like my success as a human being or as like a wife or a homemaker comes from how much I was able to do that day. Mm-hmm. Or like my feeling of accomplishment is in how my list of tasks looks at the end of the day. Yeah. Like what was I able to check off? Yeah, I totally agree. And my was my approach is similar. My struggle, I guess, was very similar, just not like from the homemaker perspective and a wife perspective, from a, <laughs> like a father and a provider perspective. Um, and it was difficult. And I think I really had to check how I got or how I found like value from mm-hmm. my life or how I got um, what's like validation. Like I couldn't get validation from busyness. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily like busy. We just love productivity and it's because we love it so much, we frequently just kind of give ourselves so many projects. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think. Well, because it's fun, honestly. Like it's really fun for me to like create this huge list and then like knock it out. Knock it out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's honestly fun Right. For it's, me, it's really but, enjoyable. And. But so, that's not where we should be placing our value. Right. And so I had to really turn to the Savior so many times this past year and kind of do like a self-check. Like, how, like Heavenly Father, how am I doing with this? Right? I said the Savior. But like the, turn to the Father mm-hmm. and ask him, like, how am I doing right now? Like, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? How do I need to change? And um, there were times where I was like, you know what? You're doing enough. Like, you're doing the right thing. And there were other times where kind of got a kick in the pants like you need to like be doing better in this thing you need to be doing better in that thing or you need to be doing more and sometimes it was you need to relax Mm -hmm. and like just be with the kids and be with your wife um and so my sense of validation and kind of self-worth had to come from the savior much more during this phase than before Uh, because specifically because of our, our personality types i think Yeah, I love that you are so, it's, you're so quick to involve Heavenly Father in that. And I've seen it from the very beginning. And for me, I mean, I am sad to say this, but like, it's, it's easier for me to say like, I got this until Mm. it's too much. And then I turn turn to him. him. Well, I think that goes to the next thing I want to talk about, which is kind of our spiritual journey through the pandemic. Let's talk about that. And I think we'll get back to your point that you just made. Where were you at spiritually at the beginning of this pandemic? And maybe like walk me through your spiritual progression throughout the pandemic. Okay. I honestly do not remember exactly where I was spiritually at that time. Okay. Here's my explanation. And I feel like a, like a lot of people may agree with this, that it's difficult to like gauge your progress, like looking back. You're so beautiful. What are you talking about? I was looking at your lips and think they're beautiful. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. <laughs> I think it's difficult to gauge your progress because like looking back, let's say like a year, because you are, you might not see it, but if you're working on your goals and you're getting better, you are progressing. But in progressing, you're also able, like you're, you're seeing your, your faults and your failures still. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really feel like you're progressing or that you've progressed from a year because 
you're more able to see where you still need improvement. And mm -hmm. so you really don't think you've come that far, but you have. Yeah, there's a, there's a psychological principle that, that kind of covers this. I can't remember the name of the exact principle, but it basically says that uh, you have a really, really hard time determining how much you've grown and how much you've learned. So like, think mm -hmm. about most times when you've taken a class in college or in high school or read a book. Like you finish the class, you finish reading the book, and you, you think to yourself like, oh, I don't really know what I learned here. Like, I don't feel like I've learned that much, but in actuality, you've learned a ton because if you talk to somebody who has gone through the class and you talk to somebody who hasn't gone through the class, it's obvious who's taken the class mm -hmm. and like they have that knowledge and they have that experience. Yeah. But the person who's gone through the experience themselves doesn't really see how they've progressed because it's exactly. really difficult to, to uh, be self-aware of improvement over time. That's exactly what I was saying. So that's my answer to your difficult question. I do feel like the pandemic experience has definitely influenced my spirituality and my spiritual progress. Um, even though I can't like pinpoint where I was at or how strong I was necessarily spiritually at mm -hmm. the beginning. Um, we as a family, as a couple and as an individual, um, we have grown a lot and we've plateaued also and we can talk about that later too but um we had like church from home which encouraged us to be more independent spiritually which was really awesome and we felt like a huge fire about that mm -hmm. like really passionate about um like self-driven gospel learning and that was fantastic and then we got really passionate about um learning more about the savior's second coming uh, and like that was very intense and very exciting to learn about and um, a bigger focus on teaching the kids because there were no, we weren't going to church. So there was no primary classes and um, we had to understand that, oh, like this really, like it's so important to be learning this stuff in the home regardless of if we have church mm -hmm. or not. Um, so that, that's been really good. Um yeah, I, I think for me, I um, kind of mimicking what, what you said, but I felt like when the pandemic first started, I was spiritually enlivened. Is that a word? I think it's a word. Yeah, sure. I was, I was really excited spiritually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just felt like, oh, like look at all the things the Lord has done to prepare us uh, as a people, as a church, as individuals, as a family for this experience mm -hmm. like so many things in our personal lives had gone right to put us in a point where that was going to be where we were going to be able to weather that storm effectively right um and again that's not just spiritual but physical financially everything it was just perfectly timed for us which i mean the lord is invested in it all he's not just about our spiritual lives but he right. you know he has promised us spiritual and temporal blessings right and um, so at the beginning, I was just super on fire, like you were saying. I was mm -hmm. super excited. And if you've studied like the time, like the signs of the times and the Savior Second Coming and whatnot, it just felt so tangible. It yeah. just felt so close, especially in the first few months. It was like, oh, I can feel that the Savior is close. Mm -hmm. um, and you can call me crazy. That's just my read on the situation mm -hmm. 
You know, we had an episode with the scripture study project. Uh-huh. Um, as this was all kind of breaking out and everyone was all hyped up about the signs of the times and the Savior's second coming. Um, that would be a good episode to go back and listen to. Yeah, too. we should go back and re-listen to that yeah. one. I haven't listened to that one in a while. We'll link it in the show notes too. Um, and I loved the home center, like the home church. Like I, I loved... Mm-hmm. Uh, working really hard to have good lessons for the kids. And I loved having all of the, like having everything kind of come from us. Um, it was a really good motivator to me. And I just felt like it was just so much ministering, right? Yeah. It was so much about caring about the needs of our family. Um, and then also trying to help our brothers and sisters in, in our in our congregation also kind of feel connected to the Savior and help them in any way we could. And it was just so ministry focused, um, and I I hit a point though where I kind of got um, maybe I just got like bogged down and kind of a little bit burnt out by everything that happened last year. Well, it, well, it's not just you; it's me too, and I think a lot of our listeners yeah. probably have felt like this. Yeah, I I, I kind of felt a, got a point where I it wasn't that I was sad or depressed. I just like I didn't feel as excited, and I was like just kind of like going through the motions faithfully, but I was, and I, I st- was still reading my scriptures and I was still having spiritual experiences. I just wasn't as happy and joyful about it as I was going about. It's kind of like the, the fire and excitement was just kind of, eh. it was, it was there, but it was kind of like a, a deep burn as opposed to like a, yeah, like a spirit of God, bright flame, <laughs> uh, super yeah. excited happiness. And, and it wasn't all the time. It was just like, it, there were lots of times where it was harder and I was Kind of, I was dealing with some stuff at work and some like physical goals I was working on that were like I was struggling with, and it kind of just came to a head. And and then honestly, um, this is gonna sound kind of funny, but for me, when we went back to church, that's when it got a little more difficult for me, um, because with my calling, like what I do in the church is I, I do a lot of the administrative work, uh, mm-hmm. so I can help our bishop, um do more of his ministering work and more of his ecclesiastical work. And so I, I do a lot of the administrative stuff, um, again, to help the people, like help our bishop and those in charge of the ward to be able the to secretary. do them. Yeah, I'm, I'm secretary, but I'm helping other people do their ministering. Uh, and that means that I don't do a lot of direct ministering, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I try and minister as much as I can and be kind and serve, but a lot of my time is taken up with, like, tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, and during church services, I spent a lot of time and attention, like, making sure that our streaming equipment's working right and that everyone has the stuff they need to make sure that their people at home are able to contribute to the lessons and those kind of things. It's, right, because we, I don't know if we've said this before, but we have, like, a dual experience so you can watch virtually at home or you can come right so andrew takes care of all of the tech stuff for virtual yeah yep and recently we had another person that was called to help me with that and so that's been nice but uh for several months starting back when we started to come back i was the one who was doing that and so i i just felt like every time i was at church i was doing administrative stuff and that kind of just killed my like my fire, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't doing the ministering, which is what I love to do. I, I like the administrative stuff too, and I think I'm good at it, but I, I love being able to engage with people. 
Um, yeah. And it, it kind of wore on me for a while. And then, honestly, just a few weeks ago, um, I realized that I wasn't as excited as I had been at the beginning of the pandemic about spiritual things. Uh, and so I just kind of threw myself back in the scriptures, threw myself back into ministering. And I've been more intentional about um, listening to the voice of God. And kind of go back to what you were saying, you were complimenting me because I turned to the Lord frequently. Um, and I felt like the thing, one of the things that was lacking in my life during this kind of plateau phase was I, I wasn't as quick to turn to him. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that each past few weeks as I've, I've looked, f- I've asked for help and I've looked for his hand uh, in every aspect of my life that I've just been so much more engaged and I've had so much more fire uh, and I've seen him perform like so many little miracles in my life since I have asked him to. Yeah. Um, And I kind of took the same route, I guess, around the same time, kind of unknowingly, like we kind of approached each other around the same time talking about this and we're like, oh, you've been experiencing this too? Um, And so I've also dove into the scriptures. Divin. I've, I've divin. divin. <laughs> I've into the scriptures. I've dived um, into the scriptures more, and not just more often, but more intentionally. And um, and then also I've just been listening to a lot more like conference talks, which are like um, speeches from prophets and apostles. Um, and that's been just really helpful to just like get that fire going again is you have to make the choice to participate in the fire. Yeah. Like you can't just wait for it to happen to you. Um, if you feel like that is dwindling, then you have to take action. Yeah. Um, and I love what Andrew said about um, asking for him to show you. Um, how did you say it? Like promptings or um, like ways that he loves you basically. Yeah. Um, showing him, showing you us his hand in our yes, lives. Yes, 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 like that. And we kind of made made a goal for ourselves to write those things down every day, or to talk about them with each other every day. And I feel that so strongly that he is there. Heavenly Father is actively in our lives, and sometimes our eyes are just closed. And once we open them and decide to look around and see the blessings that he has for us and the ways that he knows us, that he's shown us, that he knows us and he's there and he loves us. Um, I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah, and I, I think for me, one big realization was I have to be very intentional about the amount and type of content that I take in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am a political junkie and a history junkie, and so it's really easy for me to just like dive into political or historical podcasts or books or shows and just kind of get lost in them for hours every day. Like like I listen to them as I'm working or as I'm driving or that kind of stuff. And it's just easy for me to make that my primary input. And it it just, even though they were, like, like the historical stuff, the historical books specifically were like good things and they were wholesome, Politics is hard to be wholesome on a regular basis, right? I mean, there's so many issues 
politically speaking, especially nowadays. Um, but even like my book on on history was just it was good, but it was crowding out space for more important things that I needed more in my life. Uh, and so I started kind of limiting even those other good things so that I can spend more time listening to uplifting music, like intentionally uplifting music, not just like good music, but uplifting music about the Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, or listening to conference talks, or there's a lot of really great podcasts out there that are very uplifting. My my prayer and my hope is that we are able to kind of be that podcast or that type of podcast for you like this shouldn't be something that drowns out or that makes it more difficult for you to feel closer to the savior right Mm -hmm. like this we want this to be not a replacement for your scripture study or your or your prayer time or anything like that but we want it to be a uh a con or a source of content that can uplift you and help you feel motivated to do those other good things Mm -hmm. and so that's what i really hope that we're able to do um, but as I've done that personally I've seen a huge difference like I'm just more excited about it and as I'm learning more about the gospel learning more about the savior my relationship with him and how much he cares about me personally I just feel so much more excited and I'm and it's as I make the decision to limit content that pushes the savior out of my life or or crowds him out uh, it then becomes easier to to continue making that choice Mm -hmm. and to limiting that content even more. Yeah. Um, Back on your topic of like seeing the Lord's hand. Okay. Can you talk about maybe one time where that was very obvious to you that his hand was there? Maybe like a day that that happened or a time that happened? Yeah. Because I have one day that it was like boom, 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 boom. I honestly think that it, I don't do it well every day where I, I am consciously looking for it all day. Um, but every day that I do it, that I say in my morning prayer, and then I'm, oh, I am conscious of it throughout the day, uh, or I ask my morning prayer, and then I'm conscious of the, of the request throughout the day, I see his hand like intimately in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I realize in those, on those days that he isn't less involved in my life in the days that I don't ask. Right. Yeah. I'm just like not aware of it. And there Mm -hmm. are some days though that where he, I can tell he's more involved because I asked. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, he's just as involved Mm -hmm. every day. I'm just not aware of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was like saying before. It's like my eyes have been closed. Right. But if I open them, he's there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I'm just so grateful for those days where I am, am aware, and I, I need. To, I'm gonna do better about it tomorrow. I didn't do as great about it today, but um, kind of at the start of this, this renaissance, uh, this personal renaissance, or recommitment, I was. I've been struggling with this particular project at work, and I've been trying to get some responses from some other companies, and I've just been beating my head against a wall for like a month and a half, just sending out email after email after email and call after call after call and getting no response. And I had a prayer, or I, it was like having a hard time. And I thought, you know what? Like, I'm really trying to have the Lord help me. So I'm just going to ask for this little miracle. And I prayed and I said, Father, like, can you help me know what to do with this? I've been doing it 
for a month and a half and I've had one response and it wasn't any good, right? It was, it kind of led nowhere. So I, I really need help with this because I'm doing something wrong and I don't know what to do better. And as soon as I finished my prayer, I had an idea of like something, like a step I should take. And I took that step and I reached out to a certain number of, of the people that I'd been reaching out to. And within an hour and a half, I had set up like four interviews or three or three or four interviews with these companies, uh, which was the whole purpose of what I was doing. And it was just, it was miraculous to me to see like, I've been having this problem that I've been struggling with for a month and a half. I pray about it, which I should have been doing from the beginning, but I wasn't as, as conscious or intentional about praying for help on about this specific problem. I would pray for help at work and be better at work and improve and be successful, but I wouldn't, I hadn't been praying for that specific issue. And then I got this specific answer so quickly. And I just had such an overwhelming confirmation from the spirit that like he is aware of me and he cares about me and about my work and about my job and about being successful so I can take care of my family and I can, I can feel like successful and I could um, be able to help other people. And it was just powerful for me. And I've, I've had that occasion. I've had that happen almost every day since then. Something like that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? You said you had, had an example and then we'll probably wrap up on that. Yeah, that's good. Um, so one day last week that really stands out to me is, uh, it was just a really, really, really rough day. Um, a rough day of mommying. Mommy. And uh, yeah, so Ruth has been regressing a little bit with potty training since we got our puppy. Um, just the new change, I guess. Um, so that's been really hard. But so I took the kids out. Anyways, it was just a really long day. And then I took the kids out and the dog for like a walk slash bike ride. And Hiram was on the bike and I was pushing the stroller with one hand. Ruth was in the stroller. And the other hand, I was holding Ammon because he was just screaming his head off. But it was like, well, we have to get home. So we have to get home, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the dog was like on a leash strapped to the the stroller. And I saw my shadow. And I saw everybody in the shadow. And it was just like an overwhelming peace and like love from Heavenly Father. And that was really cool. And then as I was walking, Am- Ammon's still screaming in my arms. This car drives by, and the mom rolls down the window, and she's like, I feel you so much. You're doing a great job. <laughs> and then she drove away, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and then I walked. We kind of live in this area that's like new builds, and so there's a lot of like land by us where they're kind of starting to... There's like, a lot of, like, the pre-build dirt. phase. Yeah, the pre-build phase. Um, and this, uh, anyways, I was walking down the street that was like faced, like if I look to my right, it was like all people's backyards and one lady out of like all of the, the houses, they had like fences, like wood fences that you can't see through. And there was one backyard where the fence was like a wire fence. So you can uh-huh. see right through it. Anyways, I look to my right and this lady is like running out, carrying her toddler like, running out to see me. I'm, like, the only, like, 
it's me in a bunch of fields. Uh huh. And so she's like running across the field to come to me. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and she just was like so happy to meet me. She's like, I just saw you walking and I had to come say hi. Like, I'm Jennifer. Like, nice to meet you. And she was like so happy to see me. And it was just so cute. Like, we got, we just like chatted for like 10 minutes and. I just felt like Heavenly Father saying, like, here's a friend. Like, here's a buddy. <laughs> here's a friend. <laughs> the silly thing is, like, neither one of us thought to exchange contact information. And, like, I know where she lives, but, like, I feel weird, like, just going up to her door and being like, hey, I'm, I'm that Hi, girl. Hi, do come <laughs> out to be my friend? <laughs> I know, right? So can Jennifer come out to play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel a little bit silly about that, but I am also like, oh, let's be friends. Yeah. You know? I just I love how, um, just, just how much the Lord wants to be engaged in our lives. Yeah, He really does. So I, I said we were going to end on that, and I, mm-hmm. I think just to kind of give a quick overview of what we're doing specifically. So like, if yeah. you want to, if you want to recreate what we're doing, mm-hmm. um, at the end of each day, well, first off, at the beginning of each day, we pray and we ask Heavenly Father to show us His hand, uh, and we are asking Him to like. At least I will. I'll say what I do. Mm-hmm. I ask for um, knowledge of His will for me, and then I ask like that I'll be mindful of His Spirit. And then throughout the day, I'm consistently praying. And even if it's just, like a lot of times it's short prayers, like it's Heavenly Father, please help me understand what to do with this situation. Like Heavenly Father, please help me understand how to use this this like grammar principle in Spanish. Or please help me understand this complex like data set that I got at work. Or just every little thing, as soon as I come up to something that might be difficult, or even not, like if I have the if I have the thought to pray, I say a prayer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is just forcing myself to say prayers more frequently, and then you have the thought to pray more frequently. And you'll have days that are better than others. But um, at the end of the day, we ask each other if we wrote in our journal um and if not and we we talk about it or we go and grab our journals we write one thing that i i do is if i'm already in bed and i haven't written my journal i'll text myself my like my thought or the 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 way that i saw the lord's hand in my life or a specific prompting he gave me Mm -hmm. throughout the day um and i keep that in one place and so if you want to do that i would highly recommend it if you're looking for some way to kind of jumpstart your get the fire back get the fire back if you're having a hard time if you're struggling i i totally get it and i think the lord understands and he loves you he Mm -hmm. he he's upset that you're in this situation not because he's mad at you or he's disappointed in you but because he wants to give you more and you're living below your privilege because he has like so much he wants to give you because you are you know if you are a follower of Christ, you are a co-heir with Christ, as Paul as Paul says. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a co-heir, that means he wants to give you everything. And if you are not actively looking for it, you can't get it. Yeah, that was perfectly, perfectly put. Good job, babe. Thank you, honey. All right, less than loves. Less than loves or love. and loves. You're doing a less so than love? So I'm doing a less than love. Okay. Um, I less than love poop. <laughs> Um, I talked about this on my Instagram story a few days ago. Um, yikes. So we have the puppy now and he's great. 
now. <laughs> it's been two weeks and it's a lot better than the first two or the first week and a half. Um, but he got pretty sick and had a lot of diarrhea and that was just the worst. Um, diarrhea in the house, diarrhea in the crate, diarrhea outside. It was just lots yeah, of diarrhea. There, there were a couple nights that were really bad. There was yeah. like, yeah, really gross. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. Um, and then just on top of like Ruth regressing in potty training and then like Ammon diaper changing. It was just like, I, I deal with a lot of poop and pee in this house and I think it's gross and I less than love that. <laughs> so Man, there's mine. That's hilarious. I, I had a love that I was going to share before, but I can't remember what it was. It was kind of witty. It was witty? It was witty. Oh, man. Give me a second. I can't remember my, my witty one, so I'll just do another one. Lately, I really love, like, they're my favorite snacks now. Can you guess what my favorite snack is? Salt and vinegar chips? Nope. The Cheesy Ritz? Nope, those are good, but... That's not... Like, if I could have one uh, snack all the time. Then I don't know. Paninos. Prosciutto paninos. Oh. Blech. Oh, they're yeah. so good. It's like the mozzarella cheese with prosciutto wrapped around it. Prosciutto is like a, it's a cut of beef. And it's so good. Do you prefer that one over the salami one? Yeah, I do. Okay. The prosciutto has a better flavor. It has like a, like a smokier flavor. I don't know what it is, but it, it has a really good flavor. Okay. And so I will eat those all the time. And we have them at work. Oh, and that's I, why. I and was like, I, we haven't had these in a long time. Why is I, this relevant? <laughs> I eat them all the time. And okay. I, I have to like limit myself to one a day. Because I, I could eat a whole pack. Well, a pack is only, what, three? No, no. So we, we buy them in like, like things of ten. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I think my like our CEO also is also eats them. And we're the only ones who like prosciutto. And so like, we'll, we'll buy like We have like company snacks that we have at the office that everyone can have. And so we have to get a new thing of prosciutto like once a week because I think he eats one a day and I eat one a day. And I'm, we've never like seen each other eat them. So you know like, hey, there's only one left and I've only had one. So you've had eight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's my favorite snack lately. Prosciutto. Okay. Prosciutto paninis. There's probably a more correct way of saying that word. I don't know if paninis are like only... Or panino? Oh my gosh, no, I don't know. Well, a panini is a sandwich. Yeah, yes, it's not panino. Panin? No, or so panini? It, it would be panino? I guess. I don't know, the prosci- the cheese, the prosciutto cheese wrap things. Yeah. That's what it is. Whatever it is. I love those so much. Salami's good. Pepperoni is my least favorite version. Yeah. I don't think pepperoni is the best kind of meat. I like pepperoni. Pepperoni's good, but salami's way better than pepperoni. Like, way better. And prosciutto is just like fancy pepperoni. Okay. Yeah. Well, that there you was, go. That's a good snack choice for those who <laughs> like that. Not me. <laughs> All right, guys. We love you so much. I know that this COVID nonsense is seeming like nonsense and it's frustrating and our hearts go out to all the people who have lost people who have lost loved ones or friends or have lost opportunities and experiences mm-hmm. because of this. We've we have felt those pains, and we know how how disappointing it can be. Um, and we also know that it can be frustrating to have your spirituality struggle because of this. But the Lord cares about us so deeply, and as you re-engage with Him, 
and continue to engage with him, he will give you back so much. Yes, he will. He loves you so much, and we just, our hearts go out to you guys. Um, yes. So, I don't have anything more to add to that. Okay, so keep keep it up, guys. Keep the faith. We love you. Please subscribe, give us a rating, review, all those good things. That means so, so much to us. You have no idea. All right, keep the faith. Bye. Bye.